There we go. Welcome back, everybody, to Rules of the Arena number 64. This week, I am joined by the guys from For Fear itself, a Baltimore Metal Act, making the return this year with their second EP, Continuum. Their first since disbanding in 2014, showcasing a much heavier and more evolved sound than what was what was shown on their their first debut or their excuse me first debut ep infinite uh thanks guys for taking the time to be on the show today appreciate it if you wouldn't mind just going around introducing yourselves for everybody where do we want to start with me i'm tj uh i play lead guitar tim vocals mark on bass i'm yusuf i play drums i'm mike i play guitar so like i said uh you guys are from the Baltimore area. Are you all originally from that area or did you move there for the, for the band? I was born here. Yeah. I've lived here my whole life. So what's it like growing up out in, out on the East coast? Yep. Um, yes, it's the East Coast. Yeah, pretty much. I'm putting the, the old bay in beer now. Are you kidding? How did you guys first all individually get involved with music? And did you were you guys self-taught growing up or did you you know get professional classes or training? Me personally, I uh, I started off by playing violin in school, actually, and uh, had picked up bass and guitar shortly after um, and just kind of continued to build off of that and have been playing for now. It's been about 14 years. So it's kind of been a little bit of classical training, a little sure. bit of personal training. Yeah, well, I started in the group with two band directors for parents to so start on the classical side of the house and came home with a Metallica CD one day. And I think that's where half the gray hair on my mom's head came from. <laughs> Jeez. I started in chorus in middle school, actually. And um, I got kicked out. So I don't know. I think, I think, uh, I think that led me maybe to turn to a different style of vocals than just singing. <laughs> I was a bit angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I really started out in guitar when I was 14. My grandpa introduced it to me. I ended up falling in love with it. But later down the road, when I met these guys, really decided I'm going to just do bass. I mean, I'm just glad to be a part of the band and, you know, spend time with my friends and shit, you know. But, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, self-taught also. Um, started around the same age. I think I was 13. Um, so it's been about half my life now. And yeah, I just kind of slowly picked up things by myself. Lots of YouTube, lots of Google, stuff like that. YouTube is the way to learn everything. <laughs> yeah, nowadays, absolutely. Um, I kind of always, like, ever since I was a little kid, always, like, I guess was interested in guitar and stuff. And I guess I was self-taught up to a certain point, probably about 2013-ish, where I started getting trained by TJ, actually. And um, yeah, pretty much from there out, it's pretty much just been him teaching me everything. Yeah, just been going from there, grinding, grinding, grinding. 
So how did you guys end up meeting? How did the, the band come together from there? That's a, I don't know. That's kind of a complicated story. Oh, it's definitely a complicated story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I got time. I got, I got um, next 12 Michael, hours are completely free. <laughs> Michael is actually my cousin by marriage. My uncle married his aunt like what 15 years ago ago now bro something like it like think about it this way we've got memories of each other wrestling in fresh grass in our you know thousand dollar rented tuxedos um, <laughs> yeah that was a thing <laughs> and like dog we've known each other now since like what 2011 2012 easily we used yeah. to hang out at the mall together and whatnot skate at like this place that we chill at called lakefront and just like vibe i mean like it's always been good yeah and i mean so this this version of the band is actually like different from how it started when we mm -hmm. released the first ep like we had essentially a whole different lineup as, except for me um so and this this just kind of fell together once i i got tj and then mike and then mark and yusuf came last so but we're doing that's that's kind of part of why the sound is very different <laughs> but also just a a big change in um just my personal interests you know and the the time gap that the ep came out in 2012 so mm -hmm. it's been a long time and it's definitely we had to do something very different, I think, to catch people's attention. So, yeah, but I started listening to you guys. Uh, well, after that, uh, Brandon started the, the Heavy Music Vault group. Oh, yeah. That's how me and Tim got in touch with each other and started listening to the old stuff. And and, and I so noticed uh, one of the descriptions that talks about your your influences back then were asking Alexandria and a lot wow. of the bands of that time heard. And I oh, could yeah. definitely hear that in the sound. And a little bit of a flashback for me, the for, you know, first time I really got into the style was or about 2009, 2010 with the Stand Up and Scream album. And next thing I know, oh. I'm at Warp Tour. <laughs> oh, you're talking about, dude, felt that one. That was one of the first <laughs> albums that caught my attention heavily in metalcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was the gateway album for me. <laughs> yeah, I think it was oh, yeah. for a lot of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brandon and I were actually just talking about, like, jamming that when we hang out. I was like, I'm totally down. I haven't heard it in years, but <laughs> it's time to bring it back. <laughs> Crapcore 2022. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, Pop Goes Punk albums, too. Oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> it just, uh, that, there's a, um, what is it? Ghost Killer Entertainment made like uh, a newer version of like a punk goes pop sort of thing with like the bunny the bears on it. I know they did a cover of Blinding Lights. It's actually pretty cool. So I don't know. It's right. cool to see people still doing that, that kind of stuff that yeah. got us into the scene, you know? I have to go check that out. But uh, you know, before you're active, 20. 2010 to 2014 you did that ep in 2012 and you're signed with swing with sharks records doing shows at the time you know why did the band part ways back then why the six seven year hiatus or five oh. six years excuse me so the the original lineup pretty much everyone went to college except for me <laughs> um so it was kind of just for a while i was trying to keep it going and then it kind of fell off um, around 2014. At the end of 2014, my mom passed away. So 
that was really hard. But, just had to put everything in the backseat for a little while. Yeah, essentially. So how's it feel now getting back together and putting out your first EP? And I imagine so you guys got together and during COVID or right before and then started working on music then? Um, funny enough, actually, Tim and I had been in talks about really trying to get on the ball with making things happen for a while. And like, it just took, I guess, a certain push. And like, obviously that push came, you know? So, so what's the process like for you guys, or Tim, especially, what was the process like for you, you know, six years ago versus now and working with a label or versus, you know, pulling your buddies in like, Hey, I want to start this band up. And were you trying to pull teeth or was it pretty simple? Um, I mean, the label that we were on never really made any difference in anything because they kind of just did distribution. They were very helpful, but they weren't like, you know, any sort of involved with anything. They actually, so the story with that is um, the owner was the, is the ex-drummer of the Browning. And um, back in the day, my mom booked shows and she, she had booked a show with them on it and they came to stay at our house after the show. And I was showing one of the members REP before it came out. And he decided that he wanted to toss us on there for, you know, distribution. Sure. So, and we got, like, we got a really good uh, setup, if I remember correctly. Like, our cup is, like, the majority rather than the minority. Like, it didn't make <laughs> any record deal. Um, and, yeah, it was just helpful, you know. But now it's it's a totally different process from then because back then our original guitarist Grant was the main writer, and now it's it's TJ. But he also had like the main vision then, which was the like asking Alexandria like you know crab core sort of stuff. <laughs> um, and now, kind of since like I was the one that brought everything back, it turned into my vision somehow which was, I guess, what you're hearing on, you know, our most recent single, that sort of stuff. There's not, like, the the only sort of, like, blast beat part, I'd say, is in that song. I think people might have gotten the wrong idea about that because we don't really do a lot of that. But other than that, a lot of that same sort of just, like, you know, uh, eerie sound stuff very yeah, very raw, creepy like, like, eerie, creepy that's the goal emphasis on the fear right mm-hmm. <laughs> how we've been saying it is like trying to think about it from the aspect of like a horror movie you know yeah yeah, yeah when i when we first started talking i went and checked out and i was just playing it over my phone speaker i'm like holy shit this is kind of good and actually got my it was probably midnight i'm like fuck i can't find my headphones i left my headphones in the car so i went outside middle of the night and i'm just sitting in my car blasting this and probably waking up the neighbors and people what the fuck is going on but really really enjoy what you guys are doing so far but on the production side of the house are you guys doing that all yourself are you working with anybody for that uh, so actually the person that did this most recent song was Noah from In Dying Arms. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're good friends of ours. They're really good. I think you'd enjoy them as well. Um, they're fairly more popular than we have for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, <definitely. laughs> yeah, they're sick. Definitely check them out. 
do you guys get to have a hand in the the mixing process at all or, or um well funny enough actually we do more of it on the side of like the recording process and i actually uh do like vocal uh recording and partial engineering for tim yeah um and then we're currently bouncing around on different things different ideas on like processes with the next stuff that we're working on which is it's it's just been a lot of thought you know <laughs> do, you, do you ever find yourself just trying to pull your hair out because you're on one side you're the musician you're in the band and then you got to turn around and dissect your own work oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah trust me producing now for seven eight years almost i i pick apart everything i hear at this point and <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> you ever just have to stop yourself if you find yourself picking apart your own work too much i mean this oh, set, the, set it down walk away come back and look at it again Oh yeah, absolutely. And not even just with my work, but even with other people's stuff, you know, like even when it comes to like, you know, recent singles that have been released and things like that by other bands, like I'll have, you know, times where I'll try to pick it apart too much. And like, I'll hear things inside of it that I feel as if were misplaced or not as solid as they could be, or certain bits of the mix that I hear that are just like not satisfying to my ears or, you know, and it's, it's don't horrible. Talk about <laughs> <laughs> don't, talk about don't, don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm not, not gonna, bro. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I, I liked it. I bought oh. really good pig noises all day. <laughs> I wish I could do those noises. Yeah. Mark, so, can you do the pig noises? Awesome. <laughs> we need to get someone to play like that. That's not all I got. <laughs> no, i'll figure it out bro i got you <laughs> so what, are you, what are you guys pulling for for inspiration now i mean are trying to i know a lot of guys will talk about how they don't want to sound too much like another band but they can't help themselves listening to that you guys find yourself in that same boat or are you listening to completely different genres honestly across the board we all listen to so much different music when it comes down to it like we each have a different flair of inspiration that comes along and that gets thought about in the writing process especially like and i mean like obviously you know with the sound that we currently have bands like alpha wolf and things are a large target of like the sound that is going on Oh yeah, Alf Wolf, Victims, yeah. all that stuff. Those are bands we love. Like, especially me, I'm the one that's like obsessed with this specific sound. Like, I have a playlist that's just like, essentially, a lot of bands that I think are like similar, at least somewhat, or have like similar uh, dynamics. So, yeah, I'm the, I'm the one that's really obsessed with this like specific niche. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I saw you guys have, I'm going to butcher his name. Is it Loki, Lochi from Alpha Wolf? I think it's Loki. Loki. I've, I've heard it said different it, ways we, by the Yeah, it, it, fucking yeah. Australian pronunciation. I can I can we get my way through Gaelic, but... <laughs> we literally had this conversation like 100,000 times. <laughs> I was actually doing like, I was recording a Spotify like ad. We were doing a little like recording of my voice. It's so funny because it's just like a metal song playing and then it, like the volume turns down. It's just me talking. It's like, hey, check out our single on March 5th. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so weird doing it, but I like I wanted to say his name, but I didn't want to say it wrong. So I like 
I was doing Oh yeah, that's when we dug through the that's when we dug through the yeah, Instagram yeah. videos and stuff. Like <laughs> we're trying to find a video of them saying it so we didn't say it wrong. Yeah, I, I, like I think I think oh. what I determined is I think the band calls him Lochi to mess with him and that it's actually supposed to be Lockie. Lockie. Other people call him Lockie from what I heard. But I might be wrong. And I'm sorry guys if I <laughs> <laughs> So how do you get in touch with, with Alpha Wolf then? Is that through the great wide internet these days or that was actually through this relatively new service called FeatureDex. Like it makes things like super easy to contact people for features. Like you just put in um, a submission like through the website, and they just kind of get to it within I don't know x amount of time. And do you they, this? Do you put in a sample of the song that you're recording at that point and say this is what we have? Have fun with it, or are you putting notes and what you would like to see from someone? I believe it, it asked me for all the specifics when I submitted it. It was like I had to give the, the song and then the part and the lyrics for it and everything, which I mean, I had it ready, so it was all good to go. But, you know, they, they I guess they want it all when you make the submission, so I don't waste any time. I'm just curious, you know, how do you guys, especially you, Tim, on vocals and, and TJ, how are you guys keeping up on maintenance? Because, you know, if a drum stick breaks or a guitar string breaks or drum head, whatever the case may be, that's easily replaceable. But your voice box, if that goes, you're really up a creek right there. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot to try and uh, do better for my voice as I'm getting older. Like, I quit smoking cigarettes a year ago, just, just over a year ago. Um, and I've been running, which I initially it just like I dread. I really am not a huge fan <laughs> of it. But I, I, just, I need to get my lungs back in shape and uh, get myself ready to perform again. So it's necessary. Um, and other than that, like I just I'm trying to make sure I, I'm doing warm ups more recently, which is something I never really did before, which is probably not good. <laughs> And I also just learned the term warm down, which is also something I had never even heard of before. Um, but I'm trying to remind myself to do that as well. Just take care of my voice, you know. Yeah, that was a hard, hard part for me to stay consistent with. You know, again, having two parents who are band directors, played low brass most of my life, and you know, 30 minutes of warm ups, and then play for an hour, hour and a half, and then you have to do warm downs. Like, God damn it, I just want to go do something, anything else. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't just like a made-up term. Right. Actually, funny enough, I, I, I heard about it from watching a video of Lockie that was like explaining his like process. I was like, warm down, what are you talking about? Where am I? <laughs> I've been living under a rock. <laughs> See, I, I, feel, I feel you on that one, bro, because, like, the band stuff, like, I did it all throughout elementary and middle school, and, like, oh, my. <laughs> right. I always felt my middle school band teacher was a little bit too serious for middle school, you feel me? Right. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention in middle school in, in the chorus, because they should have taught me that, right? I don't know. 
and yeah, everything. You know, but of course, when you're the that downside age. with like the school choir system, especially, is that it's harder to teach actual vocal technique to a group. I feel like you know, like I went through like personal vocal training. Exactly, it's not exactly to do it to a for I mean, for a child either. Yeah, but like you know, I went through personal vocal training, and like I felt like that compared to the experiences that I did having like in choir groups and things in school was way 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 more suiting you know like it felt a lot more comfortable and i felt like i was actually understanding what they were talking about when it came to like anything to do with the side of vocal theory mm-hmm. you know like and that right there was extremely important yeah you get one one conductor in front of 20 30 plus kids and of course at that age you know, you already know everything there is to know in the world, so you don't need to pay attention to the teachers, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. So when you guys aren't being interrupted during your practice time for a podcast, what, I mean, what are you guys doing for fun, and how do you guys stay sane while you're working on the album and everything else that life has to throw at you? Like a global pandemic. Whenever we get together, it's kind of just like a we just hang out and enjoy the time we have hanging out together. Yeah. Like even when we don't like have larger amounts of time to practice and even right now being in like a restricted practice space at the moment as well, like while we're working on getting a practice space, like what we do is we just try to have fun, which matters a lot too, you know, and like gaining that synergy as a group as well, especially after the past year of not really being able to get together the way we should have been able to and everything like that, you know? You find it's a little bit easier, you know, now that, you know, you're mid twenties rather than early teens, a little oh. bit more maturity there. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And, oh uh, yeah. It's easier to get everyone on the same page. I feel like for sure. <laughs> definitely, I, definitely. I wasn't even on the right page when the band started. Um, <laughs> our, our old guitarist Grant was like the leader of everything then. And now that it kind of got put onto me, <laughs> which is a different dynamic that I wasn't ready for, but you know that's what happened so taking it on do you guys have any or like uh we mentioned you're looking at shows here and tim you have some experience the rest of you have you guys been in bands before and had the opportunity to play live in front of crowds oh yeah i was in a band from 2014 to 2017 that was all over the place we opened for a bunch of really really big dudes uh after the burial the color morale uh you know think like a few very large bands we got to play with the faceless as well that was really really cool yeah we opened for rings of saturn um why were you guys on the show dude it's like a pop no no it's not when we were the post hardcore stuff bro i'm talking about ipi i also was in a couple post hardcore acts as well michael was the lead guitarist of one of those post-hardcore acts and did you have like a or have you guys setting up or you know have your own you know if you will uh pre-game you know rituals if you will to prepare i mean christ i've been doing a podcast and been in customer service sales for 20 plus years and podcast for three years i still get nervous as shit going into going into a recording Oh, yeah. How do you guys, do you get nervous before the show? And how do you just get over that hump? Uh, um, yes. Yeah, Mark's got it. Mark's got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, you know. I am in love with a, with a female named Mary Jane that I will never <laughs> let get away from me. <laughs> like, Shame. getting nervous before shows and stuff. Like, yeah, like, 
especially first starting like playing live and stuff like it affected me more but you know even now not having played any shows for quite a few years now like it would would just be one of them things where i just do it and afterwards i just feel really good about it and I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. 100%. What about you, Yusuf? Answer it. What's up? Yeah, I mean, my best way to prepare is to prepare, to to practice like crazy. Oh, yeah. I always bring my pad and, and do a little bit, even if it's not like a full routine, just kind of get my fingers loosened up. It's the way so of the drummer. Yeah, I tend to get anxious after the show, not before the show. I wish. You know, I actually feel that yeah. like really heavily. Yeah. Typically, it's like the the one when I first get up, I'm like, oof, okay, I feel a little bit there. And then as soon as like the music starts, I'm perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I like get into this zone. Into the zone, exactly. Flow state. Literally, like <laughs> straight up. That's the best way to put it. Like, yeah. And uh, you do have a request that you do start playing some shows down in North Carolina once you do start hitting the tours. Oh, is that Noah? Yep. Shout out, shout out Noah. Noah's Turby Phil, not Noah that uh, mixed and mastered our song. <laughs> He's going to be doing the whole EP, but yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, versus then and now, I mean, what went well then and what were some of the challenges or headaches that you had to work through that you now can see coming? That's a broad uh, question. There's a <laughs> there's a lot, Gresh. I I a lot of it for at least on my end is just like marketing stuff that I'm learning that I just I didn't know anything about and I don't think anyone in the band really knew about back in the day. I mean, or it just yeah, didn't I, exist. I know a the little it. bits, but like he knows ten times the amount that even I know. And like I'm just I'm I'm weird. I got really like I got really into studying it, and I'm just listening to like probably like a hundred hours of podcasts about just music marketing stuff. And I just have a crazy amount of useless knowledge. I've been trying to push on people that want it. Um. See, I've been trying to work more into like actually progressing into the feel of this genre. Cause even though I've, you know, I, I write all different kinds of music. I, you know, being that I've been playing for so long, obviously it's kind of hard to not step into a little bit of everything. You know, I've dipped my feet all the way from the classical and the jazz all the way to straight up death metal. Michelle's flute. Like, um, yeah. I actually currently make R&B and rap music as well on top of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gotta um, plug it real quick. What's your, what's yeah, your name? Uh, Tragedy Official with a J. T-R-A-J-E-D-Y. <laughs> but, uh, Go peep. It's like, actually good. It, uh, I will vouch for it. It has a lot of old school vibes to a lot of it, too. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, like, you know, like stepping into like this new, like, almost new metal, still kind of deathcore, got some weird bits to it. Like, new deathcore. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been really trying to, like, feel <laughs> certain things out within the genre. I've been really exploring into, like, a bunch of the like different bands that have come throughout the years that are sounding like this and even jumping back like i've been listening to older stuff as well like when we get together we'd be bumping like limp biscuit and, corn <laughs> and stuff like and it's literally just because like it's got that like aggressive like new metal type sound that we want to throw behind this like straight up like horror movie heavy you know 
Yeah. It definitely helps too. Like it's definitely yeah. been helping. Like the writing process is starting to get easier with these songs specifically for me. Like as far goes as, you know, like placement of things and certain like sounds that we're looking for, like on the leads and stuff like that. Like it's just been a weird process. Yeah, it's actually, it's funny enough, somewhat similar to some parts of how the first EP was written, because I would kind of sit next to our old guitarist, Grant, and be like, I want it to be like, and like, I want it to be like, <laughs> we'll like bounce ideas back and forth and literally be making breakdowns with our mouths and then i try to like track things they come out a mess for a second and then when i finally understand yeah. what i'm trying to do on on everything it starts to sound solid yeah that's what we need that, that's how tj and i do it mainly we just like start doing breakdowns with our mouths and then we start doing breakdowns with our mouths while playing the guitar and then it's like yeah that's, that's it right <laughs> Just go from there. That's a good process. It works. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. yo, look, if you can make the sound with your mouth, you can make the sound with your hands. Shout right? out to Is that true? Shout out to Like. <laughs> no, like, I honestly, like, I've come to realize that, like, in a lot of cases, like, if you can understand what the sound is and, like, where, like, how it's happening and everything, you can do it. It's not, like, Look, instruments aren't impossible. They just job. take practice. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just dumb. Uh, God, it just takes a lot of practice, <laughs> an over amount of practice. Too many hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old 10,000 hours thing, right? Dude, look, I literally, there was a point in time where I was practicing for anywhere between six and eight hours in a day. I would come home from school and the first and only thing I would do is pick up my guitar and I would play for as long as I possibly could until it was too late. And then I would put that shit down and keep myself up with fucking video games all night. Like and fall asleep in class. Yep. So TJ, I mean, do you like put in a calendar like okay from this time to this time or these days i'm gonna work on stuff for for fear itself and the other days i'm gonna work on apologize tragedy what was it yeah tragedy you hit it yeah uh, honestly i don't i try not to schedule out harshly as far goes as like any of the personal like work that i do or any of the personal projects i'm connected with um I do try to schedule out time as far goes as working on other projects for people, um, you know, such as like if people coming to me for beats or people coming to me for mixing mastering services or things like that, you know, like that type of stuff I'll try to schedule out when it comes to like the inspiration on my side for anything personal for the tragedy stuff or even with this stuff, like I usually have to have the mindset there to do it which I almost always do. So like anytime that I know that I have to get some things done, I'll get them done and I'll get them done right and fast, you know? Um, 
But I mean, like the main schedule time that I have is Tuesdays and we sometimes uh, link on Wednesdays as well. Uh, there are occasions where me and Tim will link on like a Saturday for like random whatever, you know. Um, I, I kind of just I kind of just come through whenever after work, usually, you know, so. Yeah, for, well, for the rest of you guys practice time you know if you're getting together tuesdays or occasional wednesdays i mean do you in your outside of that time do you schedule like okay cool i need to go work on this riff or this that x number of bars or whatever the case may be are you scheduling that out or do you just when i when you're feeling it kind of go through that kind of happens at practice a lot yeah it happens at practice a lot of the time just play something and i'm like you should record that right now (laughs) literally like that's how it'll go like i'll play like a weird funky thing and tim will go bro that was hard you should record that right now and i'll be like all right let me change files real quick gotta go into a new project and start throwing a bunch of things yeah i just don't want to lose the good idea but funny enough typically when he does that I end up sitting there and writing a full, you know, two, three minutes on song. That's actually kind of good. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that works. And, you know, like, it's just, we're mainly like right now with the next stuff is like, we're scratching a lot, you know, we're just running around on things, testing waters, seeing different combinations of different things. And like, um, we have a couple of the songs that we are definitely confident with. Like, I'm sure you can agree yeah, there, Tim. Like, there's yeah, at least that one. I'm like, yeah, there's that one that we're super, super confident with. It like, think about it this way. It literally sounds like an 80 movie, like an 80s like horror movie, <laughs> like slasher movie type sound. Like, that's the vibe that it gives you the entire time. It's literally just terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if they had, like, anything this heavy back then, something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> like, straight up. We just have sounds like this going through right bow. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Big spook. Uh, the worst thing that these guys could have done to me is give me a damn pitch shift pedal, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing, you mean. That's the, that's the only thing I know how to play is just like breakdowns and like panic chords and I'll sit there and like pitch shift it on his pedal when he's on playing. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much me. I'm not I'm not very good. I can play like a couple of things, but nothing like it's funny. I can play like just stuff on acoustic, but nothing that really would translate to <laughs> being played in uh, in our tune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A buddy of mine, he's in a metal band down out of Florida, and they threw a Spanish guitar on one of their albums before. Oh, dude, that's so sick. I mean, dude, Chelsea Grin did it back in, like, 2007, 2008. Like, I ain't complaining. (laughs) Caron went so hard, dude. That song was crazy. And the way that it led in, like, the seamless transitions, like, that's the kind of interludes we need, bro. Deathcore albums with uh, Spanish guitar interludes. Yeah, I remember getting the album and listening to, through it through the first day it came out, and I immediately text him like, "Is that a fucking Spanish guitar?" He goes, "Yeah." Like, How the hell did you get that? <laughs> I, love yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. But to to beat a dead horse, I mean, how did you guys fare through last year during the pandemic? And we, you know, we're finally starting to reach normality once again. I mean, were you taking time to do any new material or work on anything else? Sorry, um, it was actually perfect because um, 
we were still trying to pull this EP together that we're about to put out. Um, actually, we don't have like a finalized release date yet because we don't have everything back yet. So I don't want to set anything, you know, prematurely. But yeah, we've been working on this EP and we haven't we haven't actually all been together. Um, Yusuf actually just joined a few months ago. We just got the the whole band together, so we weren't ready to play any shows. Um, so it wasn't really like terrible. It was kind of the perfect time for us to be trying to get things together because there wasn't even an option to play shows anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now that it is, we're trying to get things ready to go. Oh, definitely. That's yeah. been especially the process of like for like now with, you know, even having a restricted practice space. That's why we're still trying to get any kind of practice we can in while we are here and things like that, because, you know, even though it's a restricted space, we're still trying to get that groove of really getting these songs as tight as absolutely possible. Yeah. You know, like we want to have them as tight as we possibly can. So, you know, playing live is as smooth as possible exactly like complete second nature like yeah i want to want to drill it into us so we don't even have to think about it (laughs) yeah that's the plan (laughs) so for the now going into shows you know how do you guys go through the memorization because i did marching band in high school and i sucked at memorizing and grant i only need to know like four songs maybe in that it was usually just parts of and that was a struggle bus. And that, but thankfully that's where, that's all we did for the entire season where you guys have to put out an EP and an album and then continue with new stuff, you know, say every year, play those live plus remember your old stuff. I mean, how are you guys tackling that? Well, we, we don't have much of a catalog yet and I don't think we're going to pl- probably play any of the songs from infinite because it's just too different of a sound. Um, so our, our, our EP that we're about to come out with is four songs. So we're, like you said before, it's not, uh, it's not a lot to remember right now, but I mean, I think part of it, just like the reason I would be able to remember it is because we, I try to write music that I enjoy. So I listen to it and that like, you know, I, I memorize it because partially because I, you know, listen to it a thousand times to write the lyric, but also because I'm continuously listening to it. So like, like sometimes I, I will correct like, you know, one of these two on their like guitar patterns. So I'm like, no, the breakdown is like, because I've heard it like more times than I have. <laughs> See, I don't know what it is with me. I'm almost a machine when it comes to remembering things. Like I, and I'm lucky for it considering I have a horrible case of ADHD. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, it's funny because like I'll get horribly sidetracked in the midst of learning things and all of that and somehow still retain things like extremely and not like I can, I can retain literally pretty much anything that I want. If I choose to not remember it, that's when I won't remember it. Like earlier today, I picked up my guitar and played a Born of Osiris riff that I haven't played in like a year. I literally played it when I learned it. Once I got it to speed, I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm done. I finally learned it. <laughs> and um, What is it, Bow Down? Yes, yeah, the solo from, it's the new solo from Bow Down, the faster one, the crazier one. Unfair. 
it's, it's not easy, but I remembered it still. And it's been like a year since I've even played it. I feel like the reason why is probably because I drilled that shit. A lot, of, yeah, a, lot of it, a lot of it comes down to muscle memory and kind of just remembering like certain tones and stuff within, you know, your subconscious and stuff, being able to just vibe with it within yourself and just be able to just do it at, at the end of it really i promise we don't usually say vibe this much we're all just nervous <laughs> you sure you're not from the west coast <laughs> i don't know bro. people have always told me i belong there so maybe maybe my soul is from the west coast i don't know <laughs> But aside from the EP, we had four songs coming out on that. What else do you have in the pipeline for the rest of this year and going into next? Oh, geez. I'm excited. We have um, we have a music video shoot in August that we're doing. Which, Super excited yeah, for that. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's most of our first music video. You've done one. But, yeah, I've done a couple fun. smaller videos as far as like my solo things. Oh, like, that's true. Yeah, but like but, a full like yeah, production. like as far as like a full production band. Yeah. We're doing video, we're doing a shoot with Eric DiCarlo from Square Up Studios that does literally everybody, including Fit for an Autopsy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice trip. We were talking. We mentioned yeah. Lorna Shore earlier. He did yeah, they the did. Lorna Shore he song. did Lorna Shore's yeah. new video. It's insane. No. Um, into the hellfire is it yeah, yeah. We're, we're shooting with him in august so that's going to be cool um and then we've got we're going to be dropping that video well we have a single coming up before that with like a a different sort of visual it's not like an actual music video um and then we've got you know the music video and then we're going to be releasing the ep and then we've got new music after that that we're gonna be trickling out soon after the much smaller gap between releases i think at that point and we might be doing some sort of cover here soon but i don't want to disclose any details even though we kind of alluded to what it might be earlier yeah we did <laughs> yeah a little bit hey no worries <laughs> and so as we were talking you said merch drop coming yeah, also, I, I forgot to mention, we just got an endorsement from uh, a company called Nothing Dies Apparel. It's um, They're really cool. You should check them out. It's kind of a lot of just black stuff with white print, which is literally, if you can't tell, like my <laughs> absolute favorite. So, is that literally saying? 90% my, of my wardrobe. Is black crap? My, my, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, the, the fishermen we talked about. <laughs> okay. My only request with the merch is please have three or four XL sizes for little fellows like myself that are built like Shrek. Yeah, one of, one of my one of my buddies he, he's he has a problem getting merch a lot of the time. He, he is three XL, I think. Yeah. I try to be considerate of that when I'm oh, yeah. like ordering sizes. We actually we don't really sell like the, the smaller sizes right now, like smalls. We don't really sell any of. I have a bunch of those just sitting around. Yeah, literally. So if anybody this, wears a small, this is a small, and I'm I'm pretty sure the only person in the band that even wears a small. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Spite has come to town, uh, the Twin Cities, Minnesota area, three or four times, and every time I have to go harass their merch guy about not having 3XL. <laughs> I think he knows me as I'm walking up to this up to the table at this point. Uh, goes, no, <laughs> I honestly, I feel like Spite of all bands would have the like larger merch, though. Yeah. Like, come on, man, Spite's like. Deathcore, deathcore, like they draw crowds of like big scary people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like let's be honest. It's funny. The last show I saw was actually Spite with uh, with uh, I think it was I Am and one other band, one oh, or two other bands. Um, actually, no, and Dealer. I almost forgot. Yeah, that was a uh, that that was yeah. They brought that tour to Twin Cities. Lat that was. <laughs> March, April, whenever Minnesota shut down, that was the day they shut down was their last show of that tour. And yeah, we, we saw it on, or I saw it on like March 3rd, I want to say. So yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. But, I was supposed to go to, was supposed to go to Chicago for fifth third autopsy and dired as murder the two weeks after so, that and can't, right. show canceled. Yeah. That was, that was a scary time. Just like first going into the pandemic, no one really knew what was going on. That was very weird. And as a, just as a fan of shows, I didn't realize is how much I need concerts to keep myself sane. I mean, how about for you guys? I mean, oh yeah, did yeah. did COVID really hit your mental health too? I mean, what do you guys do to oh, yeah. help each other out or help yourselves yeah. out? Through COVID, I had also been dealing with uh, injuries from a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, my mental health declined extremely for a second. Like, it was not okay. Definitely not. Um, but, I mean, like, I've tried to keep it together as much as I can. And, like, things are becoming more together now. Now that, you know, things are starting to lift. I'm starting to feel a little bit more, like, open again. You know, now the show's coming back. I'm really excited for all of that. Yeah. As far as like actually playing shows, I haven't played a show with this band that, that I haven't played a show since like 2013 or 14. I can't remember. Um, but I played in like the last show I played at all was like 2017. So it's been, I'd already been like going through it with not performing, but I also go to shows all the time when they're happening. So it was like not having shows to go to and just like kind of seeing the people that are in the local scene that I've been used to seeing for the past like 10 years. It's just huge bummer. Definitely feel that. And San Rio, San Rio Slots, excuse me if I fucked up your username, says, uh, I can't wait to see you all grow so much. You guys are so talented. So got some Thank fans you. in the chat here. Appreciate that a lot. <laughs> but most importantly, uh, where can people find you on social media and where can they find your music? Everywhere, literally. We're on like every platform um, as far as social media and and for our music. Um, like we we're, we're even on TikTok. All, all of the handles I believe are just for fear itself, except for I think TikTok is for fear itself band. Um, and then yeah, we're on like every single streaming platform I can I can think of. At least if you have something that you use that we're not on, definitely hit me up and I'll get us on. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's anyone listening there they're looking to start start a band or maybe take their band to the next level, whether that's putting an album together, a tour, signing with a label, whatever the case may be, what advice would you would you guys offer to them? 
Oh, so much. Oh my God. Just, just message me. I'll write you a book. Like, I feel like <laughs> my biggest piece of advice that I can give in short about keeping a band together and really understanding things is don't try to get too headstrong. It's something that I've done in the past where I felt uh, like I was too much in control. And I look back at that now and think that then I didn't think that. Um, but like all of this stuff is not just one person's art. And we all have to take that into account all the time. And I try to remind people of that at all times when it comes to being in a band, especially because like a band is not solo music. There's a large difference in that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, literally, if there's anyone that is trying to start a band, there's there's um, there's so much resources on just like YouTube or Spotify for looking for advice on whatever specifically that you're looking for, like to, you know, looking at trying to set up a release and how you should do all of that, because it's like it's one when I first started to bring this band back, like I released a single from us called Satiate that like no one paid any attention to, but I released it from a YouTube channel with like 10 subscribers. And <laughs> like, you know, I didn't do any of the planning and stuff that I did for Continuum or any of the promotion. Um, so that's why that, that single got a lot more reach, I think. Um, so yeah, I would just say like, you know, search for that sort of stuff on YouTube and Spotify, you know, and you'll find tons of information. Oh, uh, there's a, a podcast called Your Band Sucks at Business. If anyone like listens to podcasts at all or is concerned about promoting their band, that's actually really been helpful. So check that out. Is is GarageBand or SoundCloud still around or have they finally gone defunct? Oh no, I, I actually I still heavily function on SoundCloud as far goes as certain smaller releases with my solo music. I do release on all platforms as well. I'm pretty sure I put Continuum on SoundCloud. Uh, like it might still be private. I might not have made it public, but I did make a SoundCloud. Link. <laughs> oh yeah, you totally did to send it uh, to send it. Yeah, because I remember having a SoundCloud link to it like way back though. Like yeah, I think it was like just recommended to me so I could count the the amount of people that listen to it. I think that's something I picked up from listening to a podcast. Is like send like people that you're pitching to for playlists like a SoundCloud link so you can count how many listens it's actually had. So. I don't know. That's something I liked about this site that I used to use that sadly shut down called instaod.io. Yeah. And they literally would show me the amount of views that were on the song. And funny enough, other people could find the things that I did upload there, like just through the search bar, but it wasn't through a dedicated account. It was like a, like basically just a cloud-based upload type site. And um, yeah, like, dude, there were songs on there that I had uploaded, like just to send to people, like to show people stuff. And then next thing I know, I look at the song and it's got like hundreds of plays because the people that I sent the link to ended up sending it to a bunch of other people. <laughs> and like, there were people listening to it off of this Insta Audio site and not platforms. <laughs> As long as we're listening to it. Yeah, like, right. hey, we're getting <laughs> take, plays, right? Take what like. you can. <laughs>
Yeah, do you get, do you ever find yourself just driving yourself a little nuts looking at the numbers? Because I have that bad habit. That's yeah. Me. I literally I check the Spotify for artists religiously. Like when I wake up, it's it's like it's bad. So I keep track of my solo music on all platforms like that as well, and so I feel Tim on a whole spiritual level. Like <laughs> I try not to pay attention to that stuff too much because like it, it 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 that's something that would drive me nuts. <laughs> Like, I, I would, I, like, would yeah, I, I would not right. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to function amongst people I don't think <laughs> yeah I, I in the beginning when this podcast started I, I would worry about that and I'd text my producer after like 24 hours after an episode comes out and I'm now at the point where I only check in with him about once once a quarter or every few months or so and hey how's how are we doing and he goes we're doing fine here the numbers I'm like okay cool and then try to forget about it again yeah, for, and not drive myself <laughs> insane <laughs> some people can handle it and some people cannot that's just how it is that is the most stressful part of the industry side of music is the numbers <laughs> yeah. no i do it's not such a big deal with the band but with the, the podcast side for whatever reason i had a huge explosion in australia in russia and I don't know why I'm, I'm guessing Russia because I know a lot of people learning English. will start listening to long form conversation shows that, or it was the Russian bots trying to hack into my numbers for whatever reason, but I'll take, I'll take whatever I can get, <laughs> but thank you again, guys, for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And this is Continuum, the newest single by For Fear itself. Make sure to go follow them on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can find them on social media. They're going to be having a four-song EP coming out soon, and hopefully we're going to be seeing a full-length album from them. Hope you enjoy.
And thank you, everyone, for taking the time each and every week to tune into the show. You can find all episodes on of Rules of the Arena wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also watch video recordings on YouTube. Don't forget to check out my other show called No Story Left Behind, a podcast reaching military veterans sharing their stories from their time before, during, and after their military careers. Keep up to date with new episodes and future guests and live recordings by following both shows on Facebook and Instagram at Rules of the Arena Podcast and at No Story Left Behind Podcast. You can also hang out with us during live recordings, ask your questions on air by going to twitch.tv slash rules of the arena. And many of you have asked, how can you help me out with the show? First off, uh, Tell people about ROA and NSLB and ask them to check it out. You can also click on the link in the show notes and check out the new website that is coming soon. Fingers crossed, July 1st. I, unlike these guys, I made the mistake of putting a date on things before I had it ready. And I should have a store coming up soon. Have, we'll have t-shirts, sweatshirts, and tank tops and more. Again, hopefully available July 1st. And I'm going to be having a limited run collaboration coming out with J.E. Collins Photography and Cohen Hanelswang, who you might remember from previous episode. So stay tuned for more information on that. And if you have any comments, questions, or would like to be a guest on the show, you can shoot me an email at, excuse me, Gordon at blindgenetistudios.com. Thank you again, everyone. And we will catch you next time. Thank you.